Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is a special episode of The Cinemile where we don't walk to the movies and we don't walk back from the movies, but we sit on our couch where movies are also available. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knew this. Um, we love these episodes. Yeah, so we just get to sit here um, because it's Halloween and we have started an annual tradition where Kathy watches a classic horror movie that she has never seen before. Yes. So last year it was The Exorcist. And this year we put it to Twitter and we asked uh, our Twitter followers at the Cinemile, which of these four horror movies that Kathy has not seen do you want her to see? And they were, in this order, The Sixth Sense, Halloween from 1978, The Wicker Man from 1973, or The Lost Boys. And by a clear margin you already know the answer because you've seen the name of this episode it was <laughs> The Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense. Um, I wanted The Lost Boys so The Sixth Sense got 32% Halloween got 27 The Wicker Man got a very low 19 and The Lost Boys got 22 I mean The Lost Boys got my vote I, wa- I voted for The Wicker Man I, want, oh. I really want you to see no, that No I'm really glad that I have no interest in seeing well, that movie Why not? That's an absolute amazing don't. movie I think it's because my perception is tarnished from seeing clips of the Nicolas Cage one. <laughs> no. And that's enough that's to That's brilliant in its own right. And I'm just really um, glad it wasn't Halloween because we just saw the new Halloween and, and it would have been too much, I think. The well, let's Sixth talk Sense, about the Sixth Sense. Yeah. I personally think that uh, 32% of voters voted for this because they think you don't know the ending. I know the ending. Yeah, she's a Kathy is a real person who lives in the world. <laughs> so she's aware of the ending. I'm aware of the, of the ending sense. of the sixth sense. <laughs> and it's a funny one because Dave didn't remember this, but actually years and years ago we were at like a house party where everyone was really drunk. Probably around Halloween. And 
the Sixth Sense was playing in the background. So I like have drunken memories of seeing random clips from it. Um, Who put on the Sixth Sense? At I the don't house party? know. Uh, so anyway, look, I'm excited to see it. What I'm really excited to see, you know, unknowing the twist is is if it's a good movie in its own right or if it became such a classic, uh, such a favourite of people's because of the twist. Yeah. Do you so, want to know my opinion? We'll wait till after the review. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you, well, listeners. I want to get uh, into it. We've, just, we've rented it. We've paid money on Sky Store for this. We, it was on neither Amazon nor Netflix. Yeah, you can't nor watch. Nor Sky Cinema. Can't stream this for free anywhere. Well, it was good. Apparently it's playing on the Sony channel this Friday, but um, we weren't going to wait to record it really. We thought we'd watch it in time for Halloween. So, The Sixth Sense starring Bruce Willis and a breakout role for Hayley Joel Osmond. And Tony Collette, don't forget her. Oh, brilliant. I didn't know she was in it. Oh, she's brilliant yeah. in this. Okay. I think you're in for a treat. I hope so. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. The other side. Six cents. Huh? Huh? Anyone? No? Just me? Hello? I'm refusing Is to... Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> You have a secret, but you don't want to tell me. I see dead people walking around like regular people. I don't see anything. Are you sure they're there? They're everywhere. They want me to do things for them. I think that they know that you're one of these very rare people who can see them. So you need to help them. What if they don't want to help? I don't think that's the way it works. I you know for sure. Not every gift. Is anyone there? Is a blessing. The sixth sense. Please make them be. I'm working on it. Okay, so we just watched the sixth sense. Before we say anything, I'm gonna say we're on spoilers. Spoilers for the sixth sense. That seems like a stupid thing to have to say in 2018. It's also a tongue twister. It's not a tongue twister at all. Do you know what a tongue twister is? Spoilers over for the sixth sense. But. that's not wait that's not a tongue twister oh well anyway is that, yeah, that oh you mean like seashells on the sea yeah shore we're on a spoiler sofa because if you don't know the end of the sixth sense then you have no business listening to this podcast to spoil it <laughs> who doesn't know okay please if you're out there the person that doesn't know the end of the sixth sense we'll put up another twitter poll to see right if in. anyone who follows us doesn't know the end do okay? you uh, yeah that's... I mean to be fair my dad follows us and probably doesn't know all right, we're gonna, not going to do that. Go to our Twitter at the Cinemile and answer one simple question: Do you know the twist in a Sixth Sense? No, it, no, don't say twist. Oh, because that's a spoiler in itself. Twist, is to it? say this a twist is a spoiler. Okay. Now back to the movie. So you've just seen the movie, mm. The Sixth Sense. Did you see that incoming? <laughs> so I really liked the movie, and it's an interesting one because we were talking about how because of the ending, that's all anyone talks about, and this so-called twist. Um, it's not a so-called twist. It, it is a twist. So I was watching it, is, it. It just is a twist. I know. I'm just saying it, it, it becomes... It's the definitive twist. It becomes known for that. So I was trying to watch it just as a movie, not as a oh, big twisty thing. Um, I, I <laughs> thought... Twisty it, thing. I honestly think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant movie. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. I was absolutely blown away by Haley Joel Osment's performance. He's the best kid actor I've ever seen. He's so compelling to watch. I couldn't take my eyes off him. I thought he was fantastic. Like, he's better than Bruce Willis. He's better than um, 
Tony Collette. Tony Collette. I was about to say Muriel. <laughs> she looks more like Muriel in this movie because of when it was made than she does now. So I was really thinking of Muriel's wedding. Um, oh my God, he's incredible. The twist, which has to be addressed, knowing it, I thought it was obvious from the absolute first frame of the movie. Of course it's obvious if yeah. you know it. Well, my friend Rob of the Electric Shadows podcast reckons he knew from the trailer when it first came out before he'd even seen it in the cinema that Bruce Willis what? was dead. I don't believe you, Rob. <laughs> I this mean, just like, as the movie went on, I was just like, right, so... This is this like, is like, why is this... Okay, they posit that um, Tony Collette is this like, really poor mom, right? She's working two jobs, all the rest of it. Like, as if she would have a psychologist on speed dial. Because they bill by the hour. <laughs> yeah, but look, of course... And he goes to his school, they get the bus together, they go to church together, they walk down the streets together. Yeah, but it's all so of this obvious. is applying... Yeah, but it's applying it in in retrospect. It's I mean, easy. I wasn't smart enough in the 90s. It's I very easy it. to watch this movie when you know the twist and then go, yeah. oh yeah, that bit's... Oh, that... that I, you can see, like, oh, there's only one place setting at the restaurant. It's like, all that stuff is so obvious when you know. But yeah. when we were watching it in 1999, you're not looking for that stuff. And that's... Why this movie protects its twist, I think, exceptionally well. I think it's very, very well disguised. I think it's a brilliant piece of work. I think it's unraveled very nicely. The clues are there. And I I do believe that some people probably did spot it and you could put it together. But I think the majority, the 95% of people didn't. And I think a lot of people probably said they did and didn't figure it out. But anyway, look, we this probably no, there's no point in talking about the twist. I'm sure it's been done to death. The movie itself, I think, is so well made. I mean, for that to be his directorial debut is phenomenal. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Um, such great casting. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. It's funny watching it now. It looks so nineties, like particularly towards the end, as the you know the fact that Bruce, when Bruce Willis realizes he's died and Haley Joel Osment almost overnight becomes fine because he helps Misha Barton um, shame her mother who's a Munchausen by proxy lady which I do always enjoy Munchausen by proxy plots um, he almost almost instantly is fixed the end is the end is rushed yeah. and the end is terrible Haley Joel Osment's fixed Tony Collette and him have this beautiful moment together Bruce Willis realises he's dead and then there's like really slightly melodramatic music and Bruce Willis is like I'm ready to go or whatever he says and then it's just a bit it's, it's over and it's like oh um, no, no. The, the the main issue I have watching it back this time with that ending is fine. The twist, the the twist of all plays out fine, but it's the it's the way that um, Cole's character wraps up Haley Haley Joel Osment's plot. So what we get is we get we get he's the, a jock all of a sudden, right? He's like the popular kid. Well, yeah, he's in a play. It's We're like, too, why? Why is he popular and, now? And but what we get is you get the natural conclusion to his plot, which is excellent, which is. Bruce Willis saying, I think they just want to be heard. You should listen to them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we follow the Misha Parton plotline through and that's all excellent and that stuff's all great. And it's resolved. And suddenly we realize, hey, they've both come to the end of their journeys. Bruce Willis has helped Cole um, with a problem. So he's done his 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 work here on Earth, his, his whatever was keeping him. And Cole has learned to deal with his, his problem and has even turned it into a, a gift. So he's helping people as well. And I think I think it's beautiful. I think it's perfect. But then you get this tacked on scene out of nowhere, um, which is just this neat little bow happy ending of Cole suddenly in the has the King Arthur role in a play. And he literally um, gets carried on the back of his schoolmates off the stage because they love who him. Who all so love much. him now. And now we've all been to school. 
That's not. It's like what? This was unearned. Where does this last minute um, twist come from? Where was it? Where? 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 Why do they all love him? All and he says that the teacher thanks for picking me. If I was the teacher, I would not have picked him because he was screaming, stuttering, suddenly at me in the classroom and yeah, openly the last mocking we saw me. Of that teacher, he called him a freak and yeah, he hated it's him. It's almost so- like they lost a scene. But I wonder if it's almost because the studio. I mean, the the twist is so good, and the studio would have been so pleased about, it and everyone would have been so pleased about the twist that they maybe didn't apply as much scrutiny as they would have to those little bits because it's like who cares nobody walked out of the cinema in 99 no. going how did Hayley Joel Osment get the lead in that play yeah nobody was thinking yeah that. I mean first of all he got it because he's a phenomenal actor so he deserved the lead in the play but but all, we're only looking at it now knowing the twist and then and what else can we nitpick and that's why we're talking about that plot I guess I mean I was it's... very moved by the scene with him and Tony Collette I did cry with the scene about her mother while simultaneously oh. thinking it was ridiculous hang on hang on that's that's the final scene. Sorry, that is the final scene with Haley Joel Osment. You're, you're right. That's a brilliant scene. Mm. That's an outstanding scene, and yeah. that made me cry. He uh, he's got it's, such a funny little mouth. The way he acts is so intense. Uh, you can't take your eyes off his face, can you? When he's speaking. No, and there's a very interesting story to Haley Joel Osment, which um, I don't know the, the details, but he's he his father was his manager, and I think he's like so, like he took it very very seriously from a very young age and so I'd, I think it sounded like he had a little bit of a sort of um, a very intense childhood and took it very seriously I think I mean, I, I mean he's I like know, Daniel Day-Lewis in this details, movie but it's like it really um, yeah he's like he's very in the role yeah yeah I, I was actually thinking at one point when he was really crying I thought this might have been a very disturbing thing to do as a child really um, It, but and on the note of being disturbing given we're watching this for Halloween which is tomorrow I didn't find it scary and I get I'm easily scared at movies so this is two for two no I wasn't scared at Halloween and I wasn't scared of this if there's like there was a bit of a, a jump at one point when a ghost came out but other than that it's just a bit gross really Misha Barton vomiting and another one of their head kind of hanging out but I agree Um, I remember seeing this in 99 and being thought it was quite scary quite chilling and I remember all the, the these bits specifically I remember Bruce Willis with the tape turning the volume up and I thought I got a real chill when that first happened. Really? It kind of did nothing for me nothing. here. Um, the jump scares felt um, almost mistimed. Um, like the music beat didn't quite land with the um, with the person walking across the camera. Which and is probably deliberate because I think he's trying not to make it a typical horror movie, you know. It's a, well, it's a psychological or thriller. we've had 20 years, it's 20 years old next year, this movie. And we'd have, we've had 20 years of horror films really hammering home the jump scares. And Yeah, but we watched The Exorcist last year and we found that much scarier than yeah, this. Yeah, but that's a different kind of scary, I think. And and I, I think the, the, the point is, I almost feel like the horror films in a way have gotten worse because they're reliant on the same old tricks but on the other hand those tricks have been refined so well uh, because they've gotten better and better at how to scare us that it's almost like going back and seeing something from 20 years ago that's a bit more uh, original has lost its impact because we've seen these kind of jump scares done better at a later stage if you get me it's like it's like the way you know halloween the original was on this list as well Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. 
You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Which you haven't seen. But that movie, if you, watch it, if you watch it nowadays, there's very... I mean, it's a great movie, but there's... There's not a lot that's... It doesn't feel very fresh or original to to our eyes because we've had 40 years of slasher films yeah. aping it. But we've um, just had this conversation on our Halloween review so we don't need to have it again. It's, but it's the same, it's the same as Citizen though, Kane. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? Yeah. Citizen Kane is, is uh, revered as a classic partly because he basically invented loads... Orson Welles invented half of the tricks of modern cinema. Yeah. Um, which to our eyes as cinematic audience nowadays as modern audiences are just par for the course yeah so when you see so it really has no effect on it that's what I found anyway yeah but I mean all that being said and done The Sixth Sense isn't scary what it is is a very compelling story of a young boy and I think there was scary elements like when the temperature was dropping I found that as a scary idea that we visibly saw the rooms getting cold when the ghost came in and I really, the most scared I felt, but I felt scared for him. I didn't feel scared for myself watching it. it. Was when he's trying to get out of his bed just to go to the toilet and he's shaking and he's in his underpants and he just needs to go to the loo and he's so afraid of his own house. And that's really sad that he had no sanctuary and that he built himself this little fort with all these kind of holy figures. And he had been in a church earlier. So I think the implication was that he thought that religious things could keep ghosts away. Yeah. albeit Misha Barton got into his little tent so that didn't work and he just said mom can I sleep in your bed with you and it was like that's what a kid would say and that was just really sweet that to him the only safe space was with his mom and he tried so hard to protect her by trying to pretend he'd friends and they just had such a lovely relationship so I just think it was such a relationship drama and a human drama I I obviously we've done it for Halloween but I wouldn't actually class it as as a horror or no, a scary movie I totally agree with I you class it as a yeah psychological it doesn't thriller. doesn't feel like a horror movie it's a brilliant drama in fact it's a character drama yeah. and it, it's surprising watching it back because like you said it's disappointing that all anybody associates with, with this movie is the twist and, and also I almost, see dead people I'd seen that line a hundred yeah. times but it's, yeah. it's almost it's done the movie uh, a, a, a disfavour almost because the Is this actual, word? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Well, I was Do you mean disservice? Disservice. That's that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It's um, it's it's actually a brilliant. It's a superb three piece um, drama. It's a character drama, and each of them are very well written. First of all, he wrote this man. Wrote this know, this man who wrote the happening, which is one of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen. Um and. Avatar The Last Airbender like it's mad where this man's career went to but it's it's a there's some lovely dialogue in here the performances really are the standout but he directs it with such confidence yeah it's so it's um, slow and and but not too purposeful. long either um, I think it's a brilliant brilliant movie but you're right about Haley Joel Osment's character he sells the isolation of it so well because he's he can't tell anyone no, his secret. He can't and even that tell is, his mom, and he no. loves her so much. And he's so terrified all the time. And it's, and but I really related this time with Tony Collette as the mother, and the, the, absolute frustration and um, 
and fear that she has of not being not her of her son having this secret, which is literally eating him alive and physically harming. Yeah, I think she thinks he's she being abused or something. But she just doesn't know. Yeah. He won't tell her, and it's like I really, really. Um, empathize with her in this movie I think I just thought I hope Oscar never sees dead people because I can't bear it (laughs) (laughs) that's what he does around the house I can't bear it I know it's such an inconvenience for the parents no one ever thinks of that but I was like waiting for the I see dead people line because I've seen it ape so much and I've seen the clip loads and I literally like nearly cheered when it came on because I was like yeah yeah I know I just loved that line I just thought it was done so well Um, honestly it was a real pleasure to watch so thank you listeners for voting for this movie such a treat Yes. Yeah. One thing, did you notice that Bruce Willis uh, called somebody cheese dick? Uh, I did an, actually, which, which is, is an expression I've never heard before. <laughs> My favorite thing, right? It's throughout the whole movie. I was like, I mean, this is silly, but I was like watching it, thinking this must be one of the last movies before Bruce Willis shaved his head because he's got quite an odd comb over in it. And then I thoroughly enjoyed as I just ended up sitting watching the credits because I was too tired to get up and um. Someone's credit is it's Mr. Willis's hairstylist. Now, well, what that person it. was doing... They've got it. Someone's got it over the comb. Someone was literally taking his little tuft of hair from the front and combing it to ah, one come side. come on, isn't that that It bad? was really bad. Yeah, like, God, I Bruce was Willis's completely hair. drawn into his hairline for the entire movie to the He's point where... He's a very where handsome man. I laughed out loud when I saw that he'd a hairstylist. I think he pulled it off. I must be a year later he shaved the head, Max. Because I've never seen it that bad. But anyway, I, I thoroughly he enjoyed pulled, that. He totally pulls it off in that. Oh, I mean, he pulls it off. He's gorgeous. But like, it's just Also, um, Bruce Willis playing, a, convincingly playing a child psychologist sounds like it shouldn't work. But I mean, it really does. I think of the three, Bruce Willis is the weak link. And I'm a fan of Bruce Willis. And yes. I don't think he did okay. a bad job. But Hayley Joel Osment and... Um, Tony, Tony Collette. Collette that's just, o- like, that's you can't only, compete with those that's two. That's only because... Though they th- those two literally give the performances of a lifetime. Yeah. Like and and they but really she do. and she went on to do that several times over. Poor Haley Joel Osment never really found his his feet with his well, career, which is always hard with child actors. I was thinking about it, watching it because he's like I don't know what age he was in this movie, but he's old enough that he probably very quickly hit, hit his teenage years after this. And it's a really difficult transition transition for child actors to move into being teenagers and adults. It was difficult enough for us. Exactly. And someone like Macaulay Culkin at least started so young that he got a load of movies in before that. Um, this, by the time it came out, he was he was already probably too old to be cast as a, a kid and too young to be cast as a teenager. And it, it's just like a, a really bad period of time, I think, for an actor like that. Also, to have been nominated for an Oscar that young is a strange weight to put on someone's shoulders. Yeah, I often wonder if there should be something like an upper age age limit on those things because I don't think it's fair. I actually think it's really I'm like it must be really. You must a, be this high to be nominated for no, an Oscar. Okay, no, but I just <laughs> think it's like to put such weight on a young person's shoulders and and then for them to not win it much must be crushing and I don't think that it's right personally. Um, but all that all that being said, he's like I'm it's such a treat. I'm so glad I watched it for his performance. And, I've just uh, I've just looked him up because I was like, why else was he in? AI, he's brilliant in AI. Oh yeah, he was. I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Um, but look, I think we're done reviewing the movie. Thanks everyone. Well, you happy... don't want to just go flick through no, IMDb while get off everyone. Is... Joel <laughs> um, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Um, so we've done two Halloween episodes this week. One unintentionally, just because it was a cinema. The other movie. Halloween episode isn't a Halloween episode, though. It's just a. It's a. An it's about, about Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Um, the movie. Yeah. So next year, stay tuned for our third Halloween poll. 
And in the meantime, like I that? don't know. In the meantime, if you want to check out, you? if you want to check out last year's review, um, just go onto our website and search The Exorcist, and you'll find it. Or if you scroll back far enough in your iTunes feed, you'll find it. Cinemile.com is our website. We love our website. I don't think we've ever mentioned it. Dave put a lot of work into our website. We have a website. Yeah, it's, we it's, love it. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can. All, our, all our episodes are there. Maybe you're listening to right now through so, the website. A certain amount of people listen to the website, and we're convinced it's like just our parents who don't quite know how to use the website. You can go to the website <laughs> if you want to uh, see what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> find and last year's uh, episode for Halloween that's about it that's about it right we need oh to there's get contact details okay. you can email us this is the problem the cinemile at gmail.com yeah uh, what's the problem because I'm talking sorry with much. your spiel uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to plug our show here okay we've already plugged the show we've you're plugged Twitter you're trying to Twitter. shut me up I'm saying this is the problem when we do um, cinemeters as we used to call them which we haven't done in a long time because we just rambled because we, we haven't arrived home at our front door. We have arrived talking. home. We're, We're here. already home. We were here okay, already. So, bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can follow us at <laughs> The Cinemile on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Have we mentioned we do Twitter polls? I don't think so. We do Twitter polls. Yeah. And there's a poll up there right now. And the, it, it is one question. Do you know the ending of The Sixth Sense? Okay. Bye. So let us know at The Cinemile. That's T... <laughs> H E C I N E M M for Twitter polls. Are you joking? L E. Right, okay. Bye, happy Halloween. What are your plans for Halloween? <laughs> Let us know at the Cinemile on Twitter, Instagram, or why not try Facebook? We're like being scared? <laughs> Why don't you go back and watch The Exorcist and then listen to our review of The Exorcist? Okay, we're going. I'm actually going to turn the mic off if you don't. What? No, it's, okay, no, bye. Can. Oh, I got it here. I'm in control. I'm in control. Bye. The, the, we keep recording Dave. till I say we stop. Okay, I'm ready to stop. Bye. You know the accident up there? Yeah. The lady, she broke her neck. Oh my God, where is she? Standing next to my window. Hi, it's Dave here. I'm back. Kathy isn't. But I did go on IMDb afterwards and I realised that this isn't M. Night Shyamalan's uh, directorial debut. He directed two other movies before this called Wide Awake and Praying with Anger. Uh, So let's go on a trip down IMDb Lane. Wide awake, a ten-year-old boy goes on a search for God after his grandfather dies. Director M. Night Shyamalan, writer M. Night Shyamalan, starring Joseph Croft. I don't know who any of these people are. This sounds pretty terrible. And the one before that, isn't this much better than looking it up yourselves? Just having me read it out to you. The one before that. It's got, now I see why this isn't a good idea because it takes time. Praying with Anger, 1992. An alienated, Americanized teenager of East Indian heritage is sent back to India where he discovers not only his roots but a lot about himself. Oh, wow. Director M. Night Shyamalan. Writer M. Night Shyamalan. Stars M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, my God, he's in it. He's right there on the poster. Praying with Anger. This looks absolutely terrible. 
Um, so I guess he didn't uh, come out all guns blazing. He built up to the sixth sense. Um, maybe the sixth sense was a bit of, bit of a blip in retrospect. No offence, M. Night, but just, uh, yeah. Anyway, this this is this has gone on too long. This is what happens when Kathy isn't here. So um, I'm gonna wrap I, wrap it up, I guess. How are all you people? How's everyone? Let us know at the Cinemile on Twitter. Bye. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.